Welcome back, everyone, to the Wild Heart Podcast here in the week of January 8th. Alex and Alan back in the studio, part two, if you missed last week's part one. I explained that I was not in a bar fight. (laughs) This is not a broken bottle (laughs) cut. This is dermatologist taking care of things. I'm fine. Um, I want to start with a poll. And this is a poll for our listeners, but I want you guys to take it um, before we go into our pause. So just three questions that kind of help dial you into how you are aware of your circumstances right now. So here's my poll. When I look at the world, things seem pretty stable and increasingly stable. Or when I look at the world, things seem really unstable and increasingly unstable. So just think about that for a minute. How do you How do you answer that? Second question. Society and culture seem to be embracing genuine goodness and holiness. Or society and culture, as I perceive it around me, seem to be spiraling into darker and darker things. Third question. Staying close to God comes pretty easily these days and without a lot of effort? Or staying close to God is requiring more and more effort with mixed results? Okay, so third question. (laughs) And with that, let's go into our pause before I talk to Alex and Alan about that. Because Jesus, it's true, we, we live in a world that feels like it's not friendly to the soul. And, and the reason we pause every week, and many of us practice pausing through the week, is to just release all that. We release everything and everyone to you, just as a, a moment of sanity, a moment of unburdening the soul in order to receive the love and the life of God. So take a few moments. I give everyone and everything to you, God. What do you need to let go of this week? pray is that you would breathe hope, breathe life, breathe your love, that you would fill me with your presence. Fill me with your presence and meet me here in this conversation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys, how'd you do on the poll? (laughs) (laughs) Is that first 
question, the second half of that first question was just a rhetorical question, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah, each like, one's got an either or. <laughs> like, it looks stable or it looks uh, unstable. Yeah, well, that was my reaction. It's like, who, 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 who out there would think that it's stable? Like, yeah. Well, there are, there are eternal optimists. Okay, all right. Yeah. Who, who very much want to see the world in a certain way. Yeah. So I think it's helpful for folks to hear. I'm not one of them. <laughs> not me. That's awesome. That's not me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I like unstable and increasingly unstable. Okay. It just, yeah. Totally. Like, absolutely. I think the world has gone unhinged and it was hard to keep a poker face when you were giving the options <laughs> to look like we were seriously considering both yeah, equally. I, but yeah, just the world feels accelerating in the absolute wrong way on almost every level. Yeah. Every topic. Yeah. And, and gang, if you haven't heard us talk about this, um, you know, in the Great War, we live in a love story, but it is set in a world at war. In the Great War, the enemy releases things into the world to do harm, to do damage, to divide and conquer, all that. And chaos has been absolutely released by the kingdom of darkness into the world. I mean, 100%. And, and it's fascinating to listen, you know, those who are dialed into that are like, oh my gosh, this last week. And then they'll start naming chaos, trying to get in. Mm. But even as I'm, you know, I get my five minutes of news and we're going to talk a little bit about that, but you'll hear the world talking about it. You'll mm. hear people saying it is absolute chaos in this university, you know, or when the house was trying to elect a, another speaker or, you know, the, the commentators are using the words like unhinged, chaotic, you know, fragmented. So yeah. that, that is a reality. Yeah. And, and it is a very, very deep and strong spiritual reality uh, in the world right now. The third question is the one I'm, I'm most interested in for you. Staying close to God comes easily these days uh, and without a lot of effort. Or, man, it is just taking more and more work to, to stay with God. I'm curious. I don't know what your answer is. We didn't pre-rig this. I, I invite these guys in and I throw questions at them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. So, like, I'm curious. You want to go? Can I, go? Oh, I can go. Um, yeah, that's what that that one's. Uh, um, I don't quite know how to answer that mm. question, and I, I think. Um, because I am way more dialed in to my life with God than I've ever been. Mm. But it, I think it's because it feels so much more essential right now. Like that there's no other option for me. Um, yeah. Be, because as soon, as soon as I'm not dialed in to God, I feel all that other stuff the instability of the world, the chaos swirling around, all those, those, those things almost feel like, you know, an undertow that's going to drag me out to sea. Mm. And, and so I, I feel more in God than I've ever felt. 
And it's because it feels so much more essential to be in God than I've ever been. Yep. Um, and, and so it's not, um, I feel, I don't feel like the results are mixed in the sense of when I, when I'm truly engaging with God, I'm bearing the fruit of it. Um, but, but I need it desperately. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. So, I mean, yeah, I could almost end the podcast right there. Just, I am dialed in, but it's because I need it more than ever. Yeah. And what we want to talk about here in part two last week was dedicating the year, listening, you know, from God about the year. This is the practices, the life that is sustainable in this hour and and just giving some very, very concrete help to our Mm -hmm. listeners to to get to that place. Because I'm listening to that place going, ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, a lot like Alex. I mean, I feel like it's the only way to survive. And it's what I most crave to to be in union with God. So I do a better job starting my morning with him before I get out of bed. And I do a better job ending the day with him before I go to bed uh, for the night. But in the in-between it's amazing, guys, how quickly the enemy and the world mm-hmm. and others can push my buttons where mm-hmm. I'm good, I'm good, I'm veering over here totally. in my own strength, trying to fix, mm-hmm. solve, control, and and I catch myself relatively quick now, mm-hmm. but often not before I've stepped into something I shouldn't have or stirred something up I shouldn't have. And so I'm finding I do crave union more than ever with God. And it's like if a one-hour workout used to provide results, now it takes a three-hour workout to get Mm. the same results because everything is coming against it. So it's more intentionality, but it's also, man, the world has booby-trapped it. It feels like where even with that, it's so hard to go through the day fully with God without getting distracted or trying to grab the steering wheel mm-hmm. and make it happen. Yeah. Last week when we were talking about dedicating your year, bringing things into alignment, I quoted John 15. Jesus invites us, remain in me and I will remain in you. With the implied <laughs> reality check of, you can choose not to, right? Right. That that's a choice. It's not mm. just an automatic. Just because you believe in God doesn't mean you have a life in God. Just because you are a follower of Jesus doesn't necessarily mean you are remaining in Him. Mm. And everything in the in the broken world and its mm. gravitational fields, everything of the kingdom of darkness is set against one thing. It is set against the soul's union with God. Because if the enemy can separate us from our union, it doesn't matter what our beliefs are at that point. Yeah. It doesn't. If you are separated from union, you are living on your own reserves. You're making your own independent decisions. You're chasing, you know, and then the world has all that much more, you know, riptide effect right. on you. And I'm just, I'm amazed at how much 
I know these things. Hmm. And the choice to remain, to do the practices, to, to live a life it, that keeps me grounded in God, it, it feels at times like, whoa, I, everything in me needs to be in this decision or I'm, yeah. I, because I, I want to run away. Mm-hmm. That was last week's confession, <laughs> yes. right? I want to run away. Yeah. Okay. So in times of great uncertainty and what we would call like instability or chaos, um, not really sure how are things going down? What's about to happen? You know, uh, what's taking place in the global markets and all that, like, times of uncertainty and instability or chaos, the pull for stability and happiness, it's like, you know, titanic. I I mean, it's just nuclear, like the pull, give me some stability, give me some happiness. And so I find myself, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at the things I'm doing to try and provide a little stability in my life. This, this is the apart from God stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah. I am fixing things mm. compulsively mm. around the house, like dumb stuff, little stuff. If I'll see a little something broken, like I jump on it because it makes me feel so good <laughs> that some little part of my world, yeah. it, it, I, I've just fixed it. It's like, oh, I, I feel better. And the other thing I'm compulsively doing is looking for information that'll solve things for me, right? Mm. If I just understand what's going on, yeah, right? And that's yeah. where you get into the yeah. whole news cycle mm-hmm. and feed thing and just mm-hmm. get lost down that rabbit hole of, well, I need to know what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Because if I know, <laughs> <laughs> and then you go like, fill in the sentence, John. Yeah. Yeah. If you know you, the world is suddenly a more stable place, like, but the seduction mm. for me of get me understanding, get me knowledge, information, and that will make my world feel stable. Yeah. I'm not going to sound quite as noble as your, <laughs> as what you go to. I think my wife would really enjoy you coming over to the house and fixing some things for us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's her turn. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, no, I, man, I think I, where I end up going is pure distraction. I just want to be distracted. Mm-hmm. And, and that for me, that's the TV. Like so bad about when, when it all feels a little too much, it's just too easy to turn yep. on the TV. And I do it a lot, like confession. I do it a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's just easier to get lost in some other story, some other thing that, yep. you know, is entertainment and distraction. Yep. And then I don't have to think about all, all that. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, don't so, have to feel what yeah. we're feeling. Yes. In, yeah. in the uncertainty and instability of our moment. Yep. So there's two things I've seen I do. One is, I've started in the last year doing puzzles, which sounds not super, you know, high adventure, but in the evenings when everything seems to be coming undone and falling apart in the world, I find great joy 
and having a 500,000 piece puzzle on our dining room table and just putting things back in order, back together. And I always pick an image that brings this is me a life. great, I'm going to do this. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. you're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> it's helped me. It's therapeutic. It's, it's, it's cheaper than a counselor. And it, it, that's one small thing that 10, 20 pieces a day of bringing order out of chaos in a world that's going the opposite way. Yeah. It resets my brain. Like it's just peaceful. And I, I'm not a big TV person. So that that to me is one. The other thing is there is a Mexican restaurant in town that is my cheers or my happy place that I go and I'm looking for more life than any restaurant could possibly bring, <laughs> right? And I know that, but it's the atmosphere, the food, the margaritas, the sizzling fajitas, the sound, the smell. Like the people know my name there. And it got to the point where we're empty nesters now. And my wife just a couple of weeks ago said, where do you want to go for dinner tonight? And I said, well, I, don't, I don't know. What about that Mexican restaurant? And she was like, sweetheart, I think there is an addiction or a pull to this place that isn't just you want to go out to eat there. It's like it's you're looking for that to bring some kind of comfort or happiness and she was so right. Mm. She was so right on. Mm. And so that's not a healthy, it's a great restaurant, but it's just, I'm looking for something it wasn't meant to do. And I see that in myself when times get harder, rough, where do I go for comfort? That's where. Yeah. Anytime I've asked Alan to go to lunch, there's <laughs> one restaurant we've always <laughs> gone to. That's why I know, I know exactly what he's okay. talking about. The truck just kind of leads to that place uh -huh. yeah. on autopilot. The gravitational yeah. pull. Okay. So this is part two in entering back into, entering into a new year. Mm -hmm. How do we enter well? How do we begin to align with God, draw upon him? And so as we were conceiving this, part two is your dailies, <laughs> which is our like little acronym, our little word for the practices of a life in God that you've adopted over time, or maybe new ones you're picking up for the year that you know are your lifeline, that these are the things that bring you back to a life in Jesus, mm -hmm. in your Father, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, and in the care, provision, guidance, counsel, healing, rescue, you know, all and partnership with God that that we are invited into in this world. What the dailies is what we want to have our listeners thinking about now, because the pull to, you know, organize or plan or make lists or check out or eat too much. I mean, it was it was sugar and caffeine through the holidays, just sugar and caffeine, man. Mm -hmm. Just that is it's such a quick answer. <laughs> Right. And and it's not, right? Yeah. Because it, it unravels and it's not a life deeply rooted in God. What, what has been the single or one of, and we'll make it like too much of a priority, one of the most helpful things last year that you practiced that was part of your regular that that kept you in God, that kept you grounded in, in the reality of, of the God who loves you and his perspective on all things. 
What was your go-to? For me, the go-to was um, creating a space to just get away with God on a daily basis. And so it was, it might look like if it's wintertime, something, you know, somewhere in the house where the TV's off, the distractions are off, the phone's away, and it's simply a chance to sit with him, not necessarily to be productive in any kind of way of, of checking something off a list that I did or prayed, but it's being in his presence and just both listening to him, but also letting him know how much I love him and just breathing. And that sounds almost so simple that it feels like, well, it doesn't feel like you're doing anything in the moment, but it's been a rescue for me in the last year was to have that time. And so I underfill my calendar now. I, I try to keep it as wide open as it can be. Um, my phone, I, I view, some people are going to, this is going to sound extreme, but I really view my screen or my phone as the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like I've gotten to where I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want to be friends with it. Because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's still so much time. So that's those kind of things, clearing those things where I can just have 15, 20 minutes, if that's, if that's all for the day. That practice alone has saved me from addictions. It saved me from worry. It saved me from mm. striving in ways that nothing else can. Okay. So just to be clear, this is a daily. It's a daily. This is not a monthly. It's not a monthly. And this isn't two minutes in the car on your commute. Right. This is intentional carved yeah. out time. And it's not even what I would call quiet time because it doesn't feel quiet. It feels very active with God. It's not, I'm not trying to read a chapter in scripture and check that off the list as done for the day. It's, I do to read scripture, but this time is I'm showing up God to be with you. Yes. And C- there's communion. no other agenda. Communion with mm-hmm. God. Okay. As you look back on 23, what was like super helpful? Um, interesting for me. I've had a mixed relationship with the scriptures over the years. And, um, but, but this year was very different. And I finally found a rhythm that, that worked and ended up being really soul filling for me. And it it is simply a chapter a day. Um, and it's in the mornings. So, um, I've been, doing that each morning and, and I'll sit down and I'll sit down with a pen and, and I've got a, I've got a, a Bible that I've been working through. That's clean. Like it, it's not an old one. I got a new one this last year and, um, and simply going through a chapter and letting, letting things stand out to me and letting God speak mm-hmm. through, through the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what I've, what I've really appreciated this last year. So I've started in the gospels um, and, and work through that way. And, you know, we'll just rotate through that. So, um, and what I, um, what I've found is what's standing, 
what's standing out to me is the centrality of Jesus mm. um, and our our need for him. And so I just have all these underlines. There's other things in there that I'm underlining too that maybe aren't that, but but that's really stood out mm. this year and it's really driven me um, deeper in, mm. into my life with Jesus in particular. And, and just, um, man, like, um, I'm actually in Peter right now, second Peter. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he, man, it's like he was here today yeah. talking. Like there's some scriptures in there that are like, um, you know, where he's, he's talking about, um, the world's, the world's trying to provide all the answers, but it ain't the answer. And, and God is, and Jesus is on the cusp of coming back and it's going to look to you like he's not coming back. Yes. And a day is, is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. So that's what I was in this morning, actually. Mm. Um, And, and so those things are grounding me Mm. in God in a big way. Mm. That's morning for you? That's morning. Every morning? Every morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. How you start your day is really, really important. And because the the average person gets up and looks at their phone Hmm. and check the news, check your text, check your feed, what's going on, what do I need to answer? And and if that's the first thing you do, Mm -hmm. you're already in the matrix. You're already downriver in that. And so um what we want to describe is is practices but the practices themselves can give a wrong impression there is a way of life it is a lifestyle hmm. that leads us into a incredibly rich place with god and all the things that then you get to experience from that like the healing of of old wounds, like addressing deep anxieties and fears that counsel for a difficult situation or relationship you're in, like all the provision that flows from practices that reflect the lifestyle. So I think I want to I think I want to couch it as that mm-hmm. practices that reflect the lifestyle. Because I could ask a bunch of other questions to you that I think would be super illuminating. Like, do you use Red Bull on a daily basis to keep yourself propped up? Nope. Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the, yeah. you walk yeah. into a 7-Eleven, you walk into a convenience right. store and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the entire cooler is energy drinks. And the impression yeah. is this is how we live. Yes. We live frantic. We live amped up. That's how the world, that's how you get through yeah. things. Yeah. You don't live frantic. Right. You don't live amped up. Yeah. You know? And so there are practices, but there is a way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to say this at the end, but I'll say it now to frame things. The great mistake the world has made, the, 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 those who want to follow God, the great mistake they have made, we have made, is starting with the question, okay, 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 how do I fit this into a busy life? Like, I'm in. Give me a couple practices. Okay, I don't know if I can do a chapter, but maybe I can get a couple paragraphs in. Like, well, 20 minutes sounds like a long time, but maybe I can start with three or five, right? Like, And we start with, how do I fit 
a life with God into mm. a busy life? Mm. And that's the wrong question. Mm-hmm. The correct question is, how do I adjust my life to be oriented, yeah. centered around my life in God? And then from there, let the chips fall where they may. Like I, I may, I may have to let that gym membership go. I, I may have to drop that class or, you know, not watch as much TV in the evening or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, right? I may need to get up earlier in the morning, right. et cetera. So let's just take our mornings as an example. What does your morning, if you're, if you're trying to live reasonably in a sustainable life, recognizing there, there's all kinds of exceptions to this. Things blow up, the kids need a ride, da, 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 you know, you wake up late, mm-hmm. now you got to just go, you know. But, but as you are trying to build a lifestyle, that is centered in God and is and is not caught in the chaos of the world. What does your morning look like? Yeah, for me, I am, um, you know, I'm really grateful. Mel, Mel's got more of a flexible schedule, so her mornings she she likes to get up really early, and she um, so she's usually with Isaac, um, our youngest, who's st- still in high school. Um, and she's kind of helping get him off and into his day. Um, so my my mornings are to myself um, for the most part and most mornings. And what it looks like for me, I don't I don't set an alarm, um, and that's that's a practice. I've been doing that a long time now. I don't know how long, but I allow myself to sleep whatever I need to sleep. But it's pretty predictable. Like I'm. I'm up usually about the same time, anywhere from 6.30 to, to 7 in the morning. And then my my first thing is in bed. And so I'm, I'm receiving God right there on my pillow. And so my prayer usually starts out with, Jesus, I need you. I yeah. love you. Um, I give you me today. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I kind of start my prayers. And then I'll move into more of kind of what I would describe as a daily prayer. I don't, you know, I, I don't have a written out form though. That can be really helpful when you're starting out, if you're not used to it. Um, but it, but it would look pretty similar to what you would see on, if you went on our website and you looked at the wild at heart daily prayer, yeah, or on our app, mm-hmm. there's a section on yep. prayers, yep. and there are some daily prayers there to help folks. But essentially, you know, taking my place in the cross, the resurrection, the ascension, um, and then cleansing myself and my day, and taking care of anything that feels like needs to needs to be kicked out. Um, and then receiving the Father, receiving mm. the Holy Spirit, mm. Jesus for the day. Um, and this is before you get out of bed? That's before I get out of bed. <clears throat> On your pillow. On my pillow. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Because it's like, I don't know, maybe that's the wrong thing to do. But like I, for me, it's it's a sanctuary. It's yes. a safe place. And, yes. I, and, I, and I do feel 
able to connect with God yes. there. So that's what I do. Yeah. Um, There's two reasons why that's a really good practice. Yeah. And one is you'll notice when you wake up, gang, listeners, your soul is most vulnerable as you're coming out because the editor's not on yet and the mm-hmm. drive is not quite kicked in yet. And, and, and what you discover mm-hmm. about yourself and your soul as you're beginning to wake up are often the things you most need God in. You, mm-hmm. If it's fear or sadness or that. So, so, so the vulnerability of the soul in that moment is ripe for prayer. Yeah. It's ripe for God. Yeah. Also by the time you are 10 minutes into your morning, you have clicked into a mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, all, we all do, whatever mm-hmm. that mode is. And it could be distraction. You're just futzing and putzing and you don't want to get into your day. And, you know, or it could be the drive you mm-hmm. know, for the list makers and that kind of thing, or the you know, grasp for knowledge. It's get the news on immediately. Yeah. But 10 minutes into your day, yeah. you're already into a mode. So again, this is a lifestyle yeah. What Alex is describing is the very thing I do. Absolutely. 100%. First thing is I'm coming to consciousness, coming out of sleep is Jesus. And I just start saying his name, mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus. And then it goes into spontaneous prayer, you mm-hmm. know, of what I need. And, and it will often be sometimes of very, very rich intimacy because your soul is vulnerable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so that's the start of your morning. Give us a little bit more. Yep. Um, so then in my practice earlier was I would I would actually stay in the room, I'd turn the light on, and then I'd start and then I'd read my chapter. Um, but I've actually moved that downstairs mm. in into the family room. Um and I you know I'm not honestly sure why I did that other than it just felt like um, it was a more comfortable place Mm -hmm. to engage the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I'll flip on the fireplace and, Mm -hmm. um, but I just want to be more, more present to it than lying in bed. Yeah. Um, So I've changed that recently. Yep. Um, But yeah, I'll go, I'll go down and, you know, I might make a cup of coffee or I might just go straight to mm-hmm. the time of scripture. Um, but I'll, I'll have that time. So, and there's a bit of, I'm, you know, getting ready for the day before I do that. So sure. shower, brush teeth yep. um, before I head down there, get dressed. Okay. So, yeah. Have that, you looked at email? Um, not typically. No. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes if I'm, you know, if there's something, if you I know something's going on, need to connect on. Yep. Alan, what does your morning look like? Well, it doesn't quite look like Alex's, though. I I, I love what you're saying. Um, in that, I don't tend to do a lot of reading before, whether it's scripture or whether it's a book or anything like that. I don't tend to do a lot of that before. I'm at the outpost. Um, if it's a weekday, most mornings, what's been most helpful is I start the night before for the morning to go well, meaning I need eight hours of sleep. And if I don't have that, my morning's probably not going to start well. I'm going to oversleep or, or be weary. 
And I found um, I don't like to watch a lot of TV or drink much alcohol, if any, at night because all of those things sabotage the morning. So mm. I've really started looking at mm. the quality of my morning, how I start it depends on how I ended the mm. night. Mm. And so once I get into the morning with those things, you know, in mind, I'll usually lay in bed for about five minutes, 10 minutes, and really just like you, John, start saying the name Jesus, um, center myself and ask him for any advanced counsel for the day. Mm. And it's mostly listening. And sometimes I don't hear anything. And sometimes I hear a lot uh, about how the day's going to go or what I need to do. But before my feet hit the ground, that's my routine is to, to, to wake up refreshed and with enough time to do that. Um, I don't look at my phone most mornings until I'm about to head out for work just to see if there's anything or, or actually when I get here. Mm-hmm. And so I don't do technology before then. Um, but usually my time with God isn't try. I don't pack it into the morning mm-hmm. other than center myself with Jesus, ask him about the day and try to have as much quiet and centering at home before I head out yeah. into the world. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, I'm going to describe mine with the caveat yeah. <laughs> that um, I've been walking with Jesus for a very long time. Yes, you have. And I need a way of life um, that fits my calling, that fits my stage of life, that fits the place. Um, but I think one of the things, um, so I'm working on a new book and it's not on this, you know, one of the things I want to say to people is I really feel like we have done Christians in the West, in the developed world, a real disservice that, that we've tried to make it so attractive to people and so wonderful. And, you know, God cares and he's here for you and he wants to heal your wounds. And I don't think we have been frank enough about one, the war they're going to find themselves in. Mm. I mean, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I got Mayday texts one a day through the weekend from people I love who were in the midst of serious spiritual attack. Mm. And these are like stable, Mm. mature, grounded people. They're not in a current mental health crisis. You know, they're not highly emotionally kind of unstable. These these are just very grounded people. And it was boom, 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 boom. And so I think we've done folks a disservice to say, we're not trying to make this easy on you, everybody. What Alex was saying at the beginning of the show was, I I have a life in God now that is so essential to my well-being. I cannot live without it. Yeah. And that's what we want people to think about as they're entering into the new year. What's that going to be for you, gang? Yeah. What do you need to do? What is the lifestyle you need to adopt? Scripture, worship, silence, solitude, communion, sacrament. Like what what is Mm -hmm. the lifestyle and the abstinence from the crazy, the too much, you know. Um, What are you going to do? What are you going to do to thrive in an hour like this one? So you've heard as I'm waking up, it's, it's, it's straight into Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then... I get up and it's it's a sweet time in the morning. Stace gets up later than me. So the house is quiet. 
The dogs are thrilled that I'm up. <laughs> and the thing about dogs is like, you are the greatest thing that ever happened. Like they just wag, 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 wag. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do? And kind of thing. So here's what it looks like. Walk out, make a cup of tea and put on worship. I'll put on one worship song to just begin to help me. Okay, now I need to really dial in. Mm-hmm. And then I have found the audio Bible to be a really new and unique way for me. I haven't been an mm. audio listener over the years. I've been a study guy, you know, break out the the actual text itself. But back in the summer, um, I picked up an audio Bible and you got to find one who's the voice, you have to like the voice yes, or it's creepy, <laughs> creepy, creepy. But I will listen, I'll listen to worship, and let the scriptures speak to me. And then I'll go into my morning prayers. And my morning prayers are about 45 minutes to an hour long. And I love that. And I love them. And I'll often stand at the window, just looking out at the trees and just slowly pray through it. And it, I'm not rushing. Hmm. I'm aligning. I'm cleansing my soul. I'm finding Christ. I'm sanctifying my kingdom. I'm enforcing the kingdom through my kingdom. I'm shutting down warfare. Um, And I have not looked at my phone, checked my email. I haven't done anything. I haven't eaten yet. That comes first. And and that gets me dialed in to where I'm in a great place with God. And then I'll have breakfast. And then um, I'll go off into my journal because in the front pages of my journal, are the truths that I need to remember about me and about God. Mm. And I just have a, a list of truths that I know if I don't hang on to this, you know, God is with me. I am in him. He is immeasurably good. I just, I have this every new journal. I put that in the front of the journal and I'll read through it. I'll sometimes say it out loud mm. um, as a way of orienting me. And, and keeping me in the truth. Uh, and, and then from there, there's flexibility. Yeah. And then maybe now it's time to check the news, check my email, that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm an hour and a half into my day before the world gets my attention. And I, I think what you said earlier, John, is a, is a good point too. Like you're, you are unique and that you need it, right? It's yeah. essential to yeah. the life you're living. Yeah. Where you're the guy that's getting five texts yeah. through a weekend of people in crisis that need God yes. and are, are reaching out to you yeah. going, I, I need God, I need help in this. Yes. And, and you're intervening yes. in, in a lot of those cases. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I recognize yeah. the uniqueness, but yeah. I also don't want to... Yes. Um, let everybody off the hook. No. Because Dallas Willard says something fascinating. And I, I'm not going to get the quote right, but essentially this. He says, if you want to look um, at men and women who God has used over the years in his kingdom, look at their prayer life. Yeah. And and this prayer life actually began mm. before the ministry began. Mm. Like, look to a person's prayer mm. life and you'll pretty much determine, one, how it's going to go for them. Yeah. In this savage world, just yeah. period, just how it's going to go. Yeah. And then secondly, w- will they be available to, to partner with God in, in what he's up to in the world? Um, worship, where does worship fit into your life? 
Does it have a role? Yeah, for me it does. Um, I, I, um, I've got about say like five kind of worship playlists that I keep um, that I can go to when I, when I need it. So I don't, I wouldn't say I have a, like a consistent rhythm of, of um, I do worship this time every day, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But as, as I'm in need of something, whether I'm, if I'm feeling anxious or that kind of thing, and I'm on the drive to work or I'm, you know, headed somewhere, I'll, I'll Mm -hmm. pop on the worship playlist that, that helps me in that regard. So, um, so yeah, I, I use it that way. Mm -hmm. You've sent me beautiful worship songs over the years. So I know you're in it Yeah, and you'll send me a little recommendations. Hey, have you heard this? Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, I do the same. Uh, but what's helpful for me is I'll find one soaking worship song that may be eight, nine, 10 minutes and just hit repeat yep. and repeat. And so I'm not going through a playlist oftentimes of 12 songs. It's one song Beautiful. that yeah. runs six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times. Beautiful. Yeah. And that's super helpful. That's huge. Okay. Because that you're going deeper and deeper and deeper just mm. through the help of repetition. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. I, I have gotten to a place where, so my evening looks a lot like my morning, where sometime in the evening, you know, the technology goes off and Stace and I now are praying together. We mm. pray independently mm. in the morning. We pray in the evening together. And we go through an evening ritual before bedtime, Alan. Like you know, there's a saying in the horse world that the way you put a horse away is the condition you'll find him in in the morning. Mm. So if you have a bad session with a horse and you leave him fearful or upset, you know, you're going to find him mistrusting you in the morning when you go into the stable, how you put your soul away Interesting. is yeah. important. Yeah. True. So, but here's what I found guys. I actually now in the middle of the day, I have to stop and worship. I just need it now. Mm. Um, it, 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 pulls me back, gets me back in, grounds me. And so I will somewhere between one and four, depending on my calendar, I will take 30 minutes or more and just worship in the middle of the day because I was finding that my morning and evening practices were not sufficient Mm -hmm. to to keep me where I want to be, Mm. intimate and and tight with God uh, in the day. Um. What else should we say? What else, what else comes to you if we're trying to give good, loving counsel to our listeners? Um, I guess for me, I think of the folks that would be more like me who, who weren't, they weren't raised in to have a disciplined life. Yes. And, and it's, I know for me, it's been hard to, to kind of win back some of a disciplined life in that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and what has been helpful for me is to, to know, like start a little bit and let it build on itself yes. rather than feeling the pressure of, like you were saying, we don't want to let people off the hook, but what is, yeah. what does the hook look like for the person that's, yes. That's learning. Here's the magic. Whatever is sustainable. Because it is the repetition 
That's yes. the secret sauce. Yes. If you do it once a week, meh. If yeah. you do it every day, that's huge. Yeah. Like it, that's the secret sauce of of your of your spiritual practices and your spiritual life is what is sustainable so that you will do it. Yes. Habitually. Yeah. Right. That's good. And the one thing I would add is just to see all of life as spiritual, not there's the devotion time in the morning. Yes, absolutely. And in the evening or whatever it may be, but to say it's actually 24 seven. See, th- this is what I, I, I just didn't, I don't know how to get people into your lives, but if, if, if someone were to drop into your office, you're, you're in the midst of a conversation, but internally you're praying mm-hmm. and you're asking Jesus, what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're pausing. Right. In your office or in your car, you're you're pausing to dial back in and go, what was that about Jesus? Right. That thing that just happened? What was like it, it is a it is a life in God. Yes. Yeah. That has practices. Yes. But but is oriented as a fundamental reality around Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. I I would call it an awareness of God's presence at at all times. Now that sounds real. That sounds way overly spiritual. Yes, there are moments I'm I'm a I'm an atheist. I'm oblivious to God. Um, but mo- most of my days now, I do like I do. I have this um, life with God that even in the mundane, He's He's there. I'm aware of His presence, and I'm and I'm having those yes. little. Micro yes. interactions with God throughout Bingo. the day. The micro interactions, the yeah. resets, the questions, the yeah, all that. Okay. Um, we'll come back to this more, but we wanted to get this in front of you all here at the beginning of the year. Part one last week, dedicating your year, consecrating, aligning your calendar, all of that. And then part two, how are you going to live this year? That's sustainable. <laughs> um that that is going to d- deeply, wonderfully unite you with God, union with mm-hmm. God. Like, y- y- the, if you don't plan for it, it will not happen. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we just need we needed to set this out at the beginning of the year. So more to come. <laughs>